Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Isn't the, uh, the Keith Walsh household? Um, I was waiting for you to finish that song. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. My camera won't go on, so. <laughs> but I'm here. Oh, man, you fucked the internet. Oh, you've probably had some sort of hairdo, have you? And you're just shy um, for your new job. You've probably got a short back and sides. Now you go back into the real world. I've got a mustache. <laughs> I saw that during the week. That's that's not a great look, I'm going to be honest. Um it's a bit Tom Selleck. It's kind of between Tom Selleck and Freddie Mercury. I'd say just the wrong side of Freddie. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife hates it. And uh, no, you see, I was trying to trim my beard and I went a bit too far. And then I said, oh, I have to take it all off. But I don't like I don't like the look of myself uh, with no facial hair. I just think I look like a like a like a golf ball or something. Um so, so I leave a mustache, but that I have to just to wait for the stubble to grow a little bit, and then I'll get rid of the mustache once it catches up. But uh, yeah. yeah, God, God, I'm so vain. You're so vain. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential, like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's the things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Yeah. I got a Jaguar. Hey, how's it going? It is the Keith Walsh podcast. That was a little bit of Billy Joel. Or is it Billy Joel? Those are the big questions we'll be answering on tonight's podcast. Uh, the time is 12 minutes past nine. It is. What day is it? The nineteenth of the, I'm having my my usual belch. First, why why do I start belching when I open when I turn the mic on? It is the nineteenth of April, and uh, yeah, man, what a I don't know, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but yeah, man, it's like we've been doing this podcast now for well, definitely six months, because I finished up an RT six months ago, September. I started the podcast straight away. <clears throat> We're almost at 100 podcasts. And uh, things are starting to open up again. Things are starting to happen. I'm going back to work full time. Got a gig. Got a job, man. Going to be working in an agency. I'm very excited. I'm going to be, I've been given a job as a creative in an agency. So I'll be writing things like ads and all sorts of things. Copy. Writing copies, it's called. And uh, it's it's a new departure, but uh, I'm very excited. It's real. It's right up my street, right up my straza. 
I remember watching a TV show. If you're not of my vintage, you'll have to look it up. But it was called 30-something. And when, when I lived in Athlone. And I was actually talking to my sister, Marion, about this. There was a show we used to watch called 30-something. And it was America. And they were, like the two, Michael was the main character. Him and his wife. And then there was this friend who was a guy with red hair and red beard. And they worked in an advertising agency. And they were kind of creative dudes, you know. And... Uh, in in the office so they would like be sitting they'd have a shared office whatever but in the office they had cool things like a like a basketball hoop at the on the back of the door with like with a with a small basketball and i was like man that is the job for me i want to work in that office where you've got you play basketball inside when you're trying to think of ideas that's exactly exactly what i'm going to be doing um i'm getting paid to have ideas and to be creative and that is um you know i did it with radio for 20 years and you know in a lot of ways maybe maybe and i don't, I don't know maybe this is my first time thinking about it and maybe saying it out loud but maybe radio and presenting and all that kind of stuff was just Maybe not, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I could retract it. Just outside my comfort zone. Which is fine. It's good to get outside your comfort zone. Like maybe I never... Although there was... No, there were definitely points. I mean, doing this, I feel totally at ease and comfortable. This is absolutely fine. But there's something about working behind the scenes. Creating stuff. Coming up with the ideas that, at the moment is more is more appealing to me but maybe that's because i got burned by radio i don't know it's hard to it's hard to figure out it's hard to untangle all these things all i can say is like i know i'm not like i'm not and i'm not going into this naively i know it's going to be busy i know it's you know it's it's a tough enough business but i'm looking forward to it uh you know i kind of had my six months of just finding myself and probably more because up until six months ago, I was just really doing weekends on 2FM and some Radio 1 stuff cover. So I had a lot of time off and that's, you know, I used that, that time to, you know, go to therapy and get into mindfulness and awareness and meditation and journaling and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's a good time and I feel like I'm ready to bring all my learned tools to a new job. And I remember the the reason I decided to go to therapy was because I, I wanted to, and I've probably said this about a million times on, on different podcasts, but I wanted to be whatever, whatever was next for me. And like we have, like the play is written, that's going to happen anyway. So that's something. But whatever was next for me, job wise or whatever, I wanted to be ready so I could be the best version of myself for that job. And I could be the best version of myself for my family outside of work. And I, all that work had to be done in that time between the last job and whatever was going to be the next job. So, I'm happy. At the moment, I'm happy because I'm going going to experience a, a job, uh, you know, where it doesn't take me, you know, <laughs> maybe a day, a day or two to sort of get into the rhythm of because I'm still tired from the weekend because... You know, there's no alcohol involved now. Uh, I have much, a lot more energy. I have much more time. Uh, there's a lot more clarity. 
and that's exciting for me. But it's been a roller coaster six months. Like, if I think back to the very first podcast with Tyg Fleming and his dad, and all the people we've interviewed since, and all my chats with Mike and all that kind of stuff. You know, so it's only six months, but so much seems to have happened. Um. And we're going to continue doing it. I mean, that's the plan. Like Mike was saying, maybe we should finish up on the 100th episode. I don't know. We'd love to hear your feedback. You know, if you enjoy it, if you want us to keep it going. If you, you know, if you're thinking, no, it was of its time. I really enjoyed it. But, you know, it'd be cool to sort of leave it there. and You know, whatever bit of feedback you have, whatever you, whatever thoughts you have about it, we'd love to hear from you. It's keithwalshpod at gmail.com. Um you know, finishing up on the 100th episode would be nice. But then I'd miss chatting to Mike every week and it looks like he's going back to work. And But we st- we'd still have time to, you know, it's only it should only take us an hour or two hours, an hour to chat and an hour to edit and upload every day, every week, I should say. So that's, that should be our our special time. We'll, we'll call it the special time. Me and Mike's special time. Change the name of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll just keep doing that. I don't know. And I'd also like to have the odd guest on. And there's a couple of people I, I, I need to get back to because I, I wanted to have them on. And, and I will. I'll have them on over the next... I'll, I'll squeeze them in at some point. I'll do something with them. Um, I might even just get a, a bunch of them done this week. And uh, just sort of have them ready and just release them whenever so look at I don't even know what I was talking about there but that's the crack um, thanks very much for listening as I said hopefully we'll continue I don't know what form it'll be like tonight I'm only putting up one podcast because I'm kind of taking kind of slowed down a little bit last week kind of trying to take this week off so I can hit the ground running on Monday and be useful to these people that are taking me on um, anywho Let's crack on. That's enough about me. Uh, thanks to you if you're a new listener. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, that'd be great. And if you could recommend the podcast to your friends and write a review and all that kind of stuff, thanks very much to ACAST for supporting the podcast always. And uh, yeah, that's sort of the houseworking done. Houseworking, housekeeping done. Um, I will move on. It is me talking to my friend Mike. It's the only podcast I'm putting up tonight. Uh, I do have one in the back pocket with Dermot Whelan that I put out briefly, but I wasn't supposed to put out until after the. he's doing a launch for his book on the 22nd of April. If you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, he'll he'll tell you how you can get uh, invites to that. Um, his book is called Mindful Dermot Whelan. Uh, so I have that podcast still to put out. And uh, yeah, don't know why I mentioned it. But for now... This is the only one I'm putting up tonight. It's me talking to my friend Mike about Dave the Cat, Rusty the Dog, my big business idea. Don't get on the train. What that means, that'll be explained. The time we the time we got a petty bus, or we're talking about a petty bus. The future of the podcast, we discussed that as well. And Mike's great book idea. Boom. He sent me a little bit of his writing as well that I read just today. And it's it's chef's kiss. Right, without further ado, it is episode 90-something of the Keith Walsh Podcast with me, chat to my friend Mike. Enjoy. How are you, Mike? I'm great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your sound is kind of ish and out and in and out as well. I can is kind it? of hear little bits. Yeah, but that's, it's listen, it's okay. Everything is cool. I'm, 
No, no, it's okay. Don't don't sweat about it. You sound like you're kind of whispering and then you kind of go, oh, whoa. But it's okay. I've just been um I've been trying to write here this morning. I took an hour and a half to come in here and write. And so far I watched uh Dean Friedman. You can thank your lucky stars, you know. How am I supposed to know when you just is that a, is, is that a song, is it? Yeah, you can thank your lucky stars that we're not as smart. I want to like to think we are. Yeah. Why? Um, uh, I don't know. I went down a rabbit hole. I woke up with that song in my head. And uh, I have to listen to it. If I hear a song or I have a song in my head, I have to listen to it. Um, similarly, if I hear the version of one, of the U2 song with Mary J. Blige in it, I have to then listen to the original version to cancel out the Mary J. Blige one. Oh. <laughs> is that? Do you not like the Mary J. Blige one? No, especially when he goes, "Go on, Mary." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh. some fella in William Street in Limerick getting the bus. Go on, Mary. Go and catch him. Go on, down. Uh, a friend of mine used to call her Mary J. Bilge. I don't know why. I don't think he liked her. <laughs> yeah, pump up the volume. Pump out the bilge. Yeah. I like um, I like Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I don't. I don't like her voice. Um <laughs> a bitch. You're so past remarkable. You're so <laughs> you're so fucking Irish. Oh, I don't like don't like her voice. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm sure I'm, she you know that like I'm sure she's lovely. I went into a I went into a hospital uh a couple of years ago and we were doing it was around Christmas. And around Christmas, uh, some sort if you're if you work in radio or television, you might be asked to go in and, and go into the hospital and visit the wards, you know, sort of day before Christmas Eve. To really piss people off. Yeah, just to really make it worse, you know. I know things you, I know you think things are bad. This is how bad they could be if you were faced with Keith Walsh in your face every day. But I was um and we were walking around and we were, you know, you walk around and it's a couple of people bring guitars and you sing carols and it's good crack, you know. Um and it just kind of brightens up the kids a little bit, gives them a break. And it, you know what it does is actually, even if the parents are just are given out, at least it distracts them for a minute. And it's like, <laughs> they have, what the fuck is this fucker doing coming down here as if yeah. we didn't have enough problems? As if um, things were bad enough. That yeah. Keith Walsh from the radio thinks he can fucking sing. But I walked into, so there's a couple of nurses recognize me or whatever, and they listen oh, to yeah. the show and they like drag me into the staff room, you know? And they were like, oh, Jesus, we're having cake. Do you want some cake? And all this kind of stuff. And I was having a laugh with them. And then there was one sitting at the table. I like, there's always one. And it's funny. It's just very Irish. And she was sitting there. I was like, I have no idea who you are. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that, that's okay. Like, I'm sure you're very nice, but I have no idea who you are. Girls, I don't know who this is. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's a real kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I, like, thankfully, I won't have to worry about that kind of thing anymore. But uh, it's it's uh, it's something that people, Irish people, really have to profess their feelings about things. Like I'm sure she's lovely. I just can't stand her singing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of that, and I'm I'm guilty of that. I think everybody's guilty. I of think that. we all are. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's necessarily just an Irish thing, but uh, oh, maybe not. Like I yeah. watch, I love Gogglebox, and. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple, of, they're not a couple, they're brother and sister. And they're like my favorites. They're a young couple. Uh, they're not a couple. They're two, a boy and a girl, brother and sister. But like last night I was watching him going, he has to fucking cut his hair. It's terrible now. It's terrible. But at the same time, I love them, you know. 
<laughs> and which which goggle box is it? Goggle box Ireland or the English one? The English one. Oh, it's the two northerners. I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't like anything. Like he, yes, he is. Yeah. He just takes people down. He's he's very quick and very witty, but he'll just fucking he'll take you down very quickly. But yeah, and I was just looking at his hair going. He needs to cut his hair. He needs to stop fucking taking people down until he gets that haircut because he's people in glass houses. <laughs> Well, he can't, can he? Because the hairdressers aren't open. Well, exactly, of course. I'm such a bitch. Well, are they open in the UK now? Um, I, I don't know. You know, Boris Pol- Johnson. Pubs are open, pubs closed. Remember to get two injections, one injection. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so listen, you went into your room to do an hour and a half writing, and what happened? What happened was I had to listen to Dean Friedman because that song had been in my head. And then um, I watched a version of The Cores doing... The Commitments. Which one in The Commitments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I watched a, a version of um, The Cores. Yeah, Angeline on... Ball? Yes, exactly. Angeline Ball was the guest <laughs> singer on this particular occasion in, in on the Chris Evans Radio 2 breakfast show. I'd never seen it before. And they did Elbows One Day Like This A Year Would See Me Right thing. Oh, um, was, was it good? It, you know what? It was surprisingly good. Um, and I don't like the cause music. There you go again. I don't like that. People, but the, 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 they sure they were very, very good. They were really good. And your one on the, the violin was phenomenal. Angelina Ball. Yeah, Angelina Ball's husband, actually. <laughs> here, Cardan. I was listening back to that and I was going, what the fuck? I couldn't figure out what I was I was just I don't know I'd locked in something and I just yeah. and I could hear you saying no I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the commitments now yeah Caroline is it no I'm talking yeah. about the commitments yeah you labored that point and even in your outro to the thing you kind of apologized and, and the end of somebody else's outro I think it was with uh your man from Dermot and Dave Dave Whelan Oh, Dermot, Dermot Whelan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, Dermot Moore and Dave Whelan. Oh, fuck. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, um, so, so you watched Kinky Friedman, you watched The Cores. I didn't watch Kinky Friedman, I watched Dean Friedman. Yeah. Um, I was I was actually going to start um, listening to a bit of Kinky Friedman then, but then I was rudely interrupted by you um, sending me text messages and little WhatsApp videos of your computer not working. Let me let me just tell you, in the real world, that doesn't fucking work. You know, <laughs> send me a text of something not working to explain why you're late. Yeah, that's really <laughs> going to piss me off because that's going to make us later now because you're making fucking videos and loading them up and uploading videos to the internet. Yeah. But I couldn't do anything. I was sitting there just watching the circle go around, so I couldn't make it go any faster. I was just like, might as well video this and put it up. It's not going to make, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't do anything about it. I tried shutting it down, starting it again. So that was, um, and then, so so, so basically the moral stories you've did, you, you didn't do any writing. No, then I got onto a bit of a Glenn, a Glenn Campbell buzz. Um, what so did, the, what did I, you watch? Which tall lineman? No. Gentle on my mind. Oh, very good. Yeah, he does a great version of that. Um, he also does um, uh, some slower versions of Wichita Lineman and um, Phoenix. By the time I get to, get Phoenix, to Phoenix, you'll be sleeping. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's one thing I'm terrible at, right? 
accents. Yeah. And what the lyrics are to songs. Uh, and counting, because that's two things you're terrible at. <laughs> I'll tell you th- three things I'm bad at. A, the alphabet. Number two, counting. <laughs> you should see his long division. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you've had a busy week. I've had a busy week. Everybody's had a busy week, but you, you specifically have had a busy week. I don't know whether you can talk about it or not. Um, whether you want to talk about it, I can talk about my busy week if you want. I can't go into specifics week. yet, yes. but uh, yeah, it looks, like, it looks like I'm going to be back full time in the workforce, and uh, I'm mm. really excited about it. I was I started off being a bit apprehensive and. Um, kind of a bit freaked out by the whole thing but now I'm just like okay brilliant this is I feel like I'm ready now you know it the I think the lockdown will have that effect on a lot of people where they're like initially oh Jesus oh no I don't want to go back to real life whatever that was before but then when you realize actually I'm not going back anywhere I'm going forward to do something completely different and I'm different because I've learned I've moved on as a person Mike and I'm ready to bring the new Keith. I'm ready to bring the new Keith to the world. Yeah. Let, let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> but, uh, it was a good week and uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward. I'll be able to talk about it soon. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to keep the podcast going, Mike, you know. Yeah, well, there's been some debate about that over the week, of course. Um, uh, having listened to Amy De Bruyne and I'm going to call him Mr. Whelan now. He D. Whelan. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, fellow Limerick man, brilliant, absolutely. If if anybody's listening to this and you haven't heard um, either Dermot Whelan or Amy De Bruyne, um, they, they are, I think, two of your best, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed <clears throat> them. I really enjoyed both of them. Um, mm. The Dermot one was a bit awkward because there was a slight delay, um, but I think we got through it. It was possible. It, I, like it would have been, I would have enjoyed it more if. There was no delay and we, we could have just, because if there's a bit of a delay, you can't, you know, the way me and you talk, if there's no delay, you can kind of jump in on each other. Yeah. If there's a delay, you kind of have to wait till the person's finished talking. So you can't really kind of, you know, have the crack and the bounce and add something to what they're saying. So you just literally have to sit back and wait, but that's okay. Maybe. And that's, maybe that's better. Um, and then Amy, the, the line was perfect and we had a great conversation and, uh, yeah, some fast. I just really enjoyed talking to her. Uh, yeah, and you had a great bit in that show that um, you played one of your um, your listeners, one of the OGs, sent you a WhatsApp, I think, and uh, it was a question. Well, it was more of an observation, really, about um, Line of Duty, which she's in. Yeah, and it was. I thought, I thought it was a perfectly formed <laughs> observation, and technically now, because you are a BFF of Amy De Bruyne, so best friends forever. Yeah. And the person who sent that WhatsApp, who actually made that observation, which you really liked, by default, I would say, is pretty much engaged to her. Would you agree? I would say we're all very close friends now. I mean, yeah. I think engagement is a step too far because that's kind of virgin on the creepy weirdo, you know, uh, territory. But I, I definitely think that person, whoever they were, yeah. uh, who sent in that WhatsApp is definitely quite good friends with her also yeah he must be and I, I think if if um adrian dunbar ever kind of gets he's gotten rid of i think that person because of their you know incisive comments 
must be taken on by line of duty and maybe become line of duty seven. And and play the part of Adrian Dunbar. Was, was that the part you'd like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing but the top. You know what I'm like. Mm. Um, my arrogance knows no bounds. Um, I would, I'd fuck Jed Mercurio out, who's the writer, and I would rewrite it and cast myself and direct myself <laughs> as the Adrian Dunbar leader of AC-12. And not only would I sort out corrupt and bent coppers, yeah. I'd sort out the whole planet. Wow. Live. Live on television. <laughs> so Light of Duty 7 would be live. It'd be yep. Mike sorting out bent coppers and picking up bins that people threw into ditches. Yes. And sorting out the ecosystem. With a real gun. He seems quite busy with, with his workload as it is. You reckon you could do that and more? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like you, you see. Um, I, I've listened, as I say, I've listened to all your podcasts and I listen intently. And uh, I listened to you say one day that, yeah, I'm going to keep everything going. Like, as in, you'd have a heart attack. L- listening to, to what Dermot Whelan was saying about, you know, would you drive a car from Dublin to Kerry in first gear flat out? Um, you know, yeah. and, and then not get the car checked over because it's on fire. You know, that's the sort of anxiety levels that you're going to put yourself under by doing a full-time job, carding, podcasting, taking Charlie for walks, TikToking, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I think you just need to ease up. Well, I definitely think that this job I'm going to, f- I'm, like, that's going to be my, like, I explained to somebody else, I said, well, the job is my, is a job. If I'm getting paid to do something, I've got to do that. And then I, everything else will be, you know, like, people still play golf, don't they? Like, I enjoy doing pod, so I enjoy doing this podcast as the most because it requires the least amount of, work and effort because i don't have to book the guests and i don't have to do you know what i mean i we just we just turn it on and we just start talking yeah, you know yeah yeah so it this is, is yeah. this is a, this is a hobby kind of you know yeah and this is much easier than golf yeah and a lot less time um we we usually knock it out in an hour <laughs> and we always get a hole in one mike oh yes and we like to swing a bit yes yeah we do yeah, we certainly do. So, uh, yeah, so so uh, the job, the job obviously will come first, and then whatever I can squeeze in after that, we'll just have to, you know, it's like if I have time, I'll do it. Um, but you have to have your, you have to have your hobbies, Mike. You know, you have to keep. You do absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I wish you the best of luck with everything. I do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I haven't said that really, but I do. I do actually mean that from the bottom of my heart. I wish you the very, very best, British. Thank you very much, Michael. What what was your week like then? Why was it so busy? Uh, well, it started off. Um, I may have alluded to it. We were we were um, we had to fucking um, cocoon here in the house because my son was getting a uh, a job done on one of his knees, not actually his knee, his femur, um, in the hospital. So we all had to, well, he had to get um, COVID tested. And then for the next four days, nobody could come near us. We couldn't go near anybody else. So, but he was good to go for surgery on Wednesday. So yeah, it was all a little bit sort of fraught with sort of, have we got enough milk and bread and whatever? And we were military in our planning. Everything worked perfectly. And fortunately he got to the hospital and uh, they allowed Sally-Ann sort of in and around the place so that she could kind of, you know, they could kind of come out and tell her, um, that everything was good and all that sort of stuff because 
<clears throat> technically he's an adult, but of course he's not really 16 years old. It's kind of on that cusp. You know, you wouldn't let him in, get his knee chopped off and then back out all on his own. But uh, not that he had his knee chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you want to keep an eye just in case they do that by mistake. Or something, you know? Well, it wasn't great. The, the surgeon said to Sally M just before. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest problem we could do is if I actually crack his femur and break his femur while we're doing this. And it was like, fucking hell. Um, could, you, could you not put that thought into my head? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As if we weren't, as if anxiety levels weren't big enough. But it was like, um, if you look at your index finger, there was a bone growing out of Jimmy's leg at sort of 90 degrees. I want to say 90 degrees. Yeah. To his leg um, coming out. Like a, like a little branch of a. Of a yeah. Right. Yeah. It was quite big, though. It's quite a big, you know, if you look at your index finger, I'm going to say your index finger is probably the same size as me. I don't know, though. Have you got very small hands? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've never compared my hands. They're much bigger than my wife's, but... Yeah, well, that's an alpha male sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know if I have big hands, but roughly the size of a man's uh, index, index finger. finger, you're saying. Yeah. And he had that bone sticking out of his leg. So how? Yes. But, so it was protruding. How did that affect him? Like, was did he bang it off things or? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went in, I went in a couple of uh, about a month ago to sort of have the pre-op X-ray and sort of put their ducks in a row. You know, they're like they sort of right. You sure you want to get this out? Um, we think you've sort of almost stopped growing. Um, so we need to sort of take this thing out before it becomes an issue. Because yeah. obviously, if you think about cycling, yeah, you've got this thing on the, it's right above his knee. So it was just sticking out of the bone, just above the knee. Yeah. And of course, he likes to surf. So, you know, you're hopping up on a surfboard and dink. And this thing, he must have, I don't know how many times he's broken it, but this thing looked like a fucking, a piece of, I don't know, in, in, it, it looked like shrapnel on the, the x-ray. He'd broken it so many times and chipped it. Okay. <laughs> so it had been battered. Yeah, and in fairness, he never, he kind of go, oh yeah, my knee's a bit stiff. <laughs> <laughs> he got this broken bone, but of course it's not supporting anything, so you don't really notice. It's just a bit tender. And luckily, it didn't shatter into a muscle or anything. Yeah. Or into his aorta, or any, or not his aorta, his, uh, his femoral artery or whatever. Yeah, into the yeah. bloodstream, yeah. Mm. So luckily we, um, <clears throat> yeah, they just whipped it out and... Um, Typical 16-year-old, you know, they gave him crutches, came in the door, fucked the crutches aside, <laughs> headed upstairs and started gaming. And it was like, wow. You know, having had a general anesthetic, the, the turnaround time was just phenomenal. And how is he since? All good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit swollen, a bit sort of tender and whatever every once in a while. But we have a cat here called Dave. And uh, Dave is like an emo emotional support animal. Ah, uh, so, Dave. Yeah, we just plump Dave on his bed. Dave purrs. He goes to sleep. Happy days. Dave looks after him. Oh, good, yeah. good man, Dave. Dave That's is the coolest cat in the world. It's a great name for a cat, Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave. After, yeah, only yeah, only good, only good noises. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. It is until Dave disappears, and I'm walking around the street. Well, not the streets, but the road, going, Dave. Have <laughs> you seen Dave? Yeah, you go. I've seen Dave. Oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> when he does come in, but when he does come in the door, everybody in the house goes, "Hi, Dave." <laughs> I would get a cat and call it Dave just to do that. I would love yeah. to come in and say hello to Dave every day. Dave the yeah. cat. 
Brilliant. You've been having trouble with Charlie. Have I? Yeah. Every fucking time you do a thing, he, he didn't he unplug. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going. It's like, it's like he's gone through his teenage years, but he's like, sure, he must be in his thirties at this stage, dog years. Um, he's about seven, and uh, oh, he's nearly fifty. Yeah, I can't. I, I tried to work out what it was. Like, I think for the first two years they age like twenty years, and then, or maybe thirty years, and then it's like. You know, three years after that, every year. I don't know what it is. But anyway, it's not, well, it's, it's not, it, it's we used to think it was is a dog year, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think that's true, though. It, they used to say it was for, for every year, it was seven years for a dog, but they changed that recently and said, actually, what happens is for the first two years, they age about 20 years. So your right. dog, after two years, they're about 20, and then they go up every, th- you know, for every year, it's three years or four years, you know. Um, so Charlie must be, he's, yeah, he must, maybe he's 40, but he's just, he gets these toys and he wants you to throw them. And he is so, so he, if he gets in that door, he used to sit beside me like in, in, on the floor, but now he's gotten obsessed with these toys. So if he comes in the door and I'm doing the podcast, he will stand beside me with the toy on the ground. He'll stare at the toy and start growling if I don't respond. Oh, and then he'll, and then if I don't do anything, he'll growl and then he'll move it a bit closer and he'll move it a bit closer. And he'll, keep, he'll try and put it onto my foot. Like he'll be right in there going, look, I have this, throw it for me. And then the other day he, he managed to unplug the, the computer from the board that was on the ground. Like, right, <laughs> thankfully, right at the end of my chat with Dermot or Dave, whatever. And it was, it was unbelievable because you'd actually said, okay, we're going to wind this up. I've taken off um, more of your time than I should have done. And then you start talking again a little bit as, as often happens. And all of a sudden he's ding! fucking charlie it was at that point that charlie decided our chat was over and actually at the end of our chat with uh something similar was going on when yes, i was talking so it's like okay well that's charlie calling a halt to proceedings so so in fairness to him he's probably good and behaves for about an hour and then he gets restless and then he wants to do something or get out or bark yeah. or something so but he's he's he's, he's mostly good like he, he can be a pain in the arse sometimes, you know. We got a book when we first um, uh, adopted our first dog from a home, a rehoming place, you know, um, <clears throat> the National Canine Defence League, as they were called. Um, and they give us a little pamphlet about things to do with, and, and two or three things always stuck in my head that you should always walk in a doorway in front of your dog. Right, and uh, it's not an aggressive power play or anything. It's just this kind of, you know, they come in and they come in behind you, so that they know you're sort of in charge of the situation. Okay. And then um, the other one is they should never start the game, or stop the game. It's all to do with, you know, you pick the ball up and throw it for them, and then when you're finished, you put the ball away, sort of thing. That's it. Yeah, like I'm, I get quite strict with him. I like, I put, I put everything away, and then he's like, but he'll just go around the kitchen looking for it, and barking and like, gone. I think it's up there. Get the thing for me. So he's, he's a bit. He's probably not as, like, trained. He's probably not as well behaved as he should be. Like, if he's, he, he sleeps on our bed, and if in the middle of the night we move our feet or anything, he starts growling. <laughs> And it's funny because you can't, I mean, you have to, they're, they're part of the household, you know, I mean, all our dogs live indoors and whatever. And yeah. 
they are part of the house and so you can't be an asshole about it and sort of not play with them or whatever because they are part of the family yeah um you know and it's terrible because you know all these dog psychologists give you all these rules and stuff but you remind me there of a cat we got called um ollie ollie was a humongous white cat i mean a fucking humongous cat and he used to sleep on our bed and um i live forget i lived in norwich at the time and we were living in those two up two down houses um like coronation street yeah and along every fifth or sixth house there would be a little um a cut through a lane so that people could deliver coal and stuff around the back of your house and you'd go through people's gardens to get to other people's gardens and there was a spate of robberies and i was sort of on high alert you know I wasn't sleeping very well because everybody was getting bikes robbed and stuff like that. It was probably students just having the bollocks. But anyway, um, I'll never forget, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and Ollie, this big, fat cat, was fast asleep at the bottom of the bed. And I could hear... I'm thinking, fuck, they're in the house. And I was sitting up, bolt upright, cold, thinking, why don't I have an axe in my bedroom? You know those sort of thoughts? Yeah. And then you kind of think, if I had an axe in my bedroom, somebody would come in and machete me or <laughs> use it so, on you. Yeah. 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 And you kind of have this argument and then you think, whoa, snap out of it. And I just got up and I saw that the cat was on his back, flat out, drooling. And he goes, <laughs> like a drunk old man at the bottom of the bed. And what he was kind of gibbering was actually becoming human words oh god yeah frightened the shit out of me must have been freaky though yeah very freaky what was he saying about the marijuana i don't know but he, he definitely <laughs> said marijuana he definitely <laughs> I, i'll never forget he said dvd and marijuana no, the DVD and marijuana. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. and then once i was woken up the dog and it was never allowed upstairs and sally ann was away and um he was never, ever, ever allowed on the upstairs, in the upstairs bedrooms or whatever. And I, I was woken up and I probably have a, had a couple of pints and, um, and he's licking my face, growling. I'm going, and you know, when you wake up and the yeah. dog, he was a big dog and he was eye to eye and he was going, what's going on here? It looked like, looked like the devil. Cause he was red haired. He looked like a big Fox with brown kind of red eyes. <laughs> And I thought, after I got over the initial fucking, oh God, we're being robbed. We're all, I'm going to fucking die. Sally Ann's not back for two weeks. He's going to find this blood soaked thing with a dog gnawing on my fucking calf muscle. <clears throat> and I went downstairs and he was battering the back door and he went out and, uh, and I heard some clattering and whatever. And then he just came back in, sat down, licked his ass, went to sleep. And I thought, what's that all about, Rusty? Woke up the next morning. And everybody's shed had been robbed, apart from ours. No way. Yeah, good old Rusty. Good man, Rusty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not not, not too rusty at all. So he came up to wake you. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, that dog would talk to you, though. You, you have a dog in your life, I think, the special ones. And Rusty was certainly the special dog for me. Uh, yeah. Oh, Rusty. Where's Rusty now? Oh, he's fucking, he's in some garden somewhere with a makeshift cross of pebbles on him. Oh, Rusty. I'm sure he's been mown over. Rust yeah. rust in peace. <laughs> Very good. 
like that. You're a creative. You should be in marketing, you know. Oh, man. You know what? You know what? Someday, someday. I can only dream. Yeah. Ever since watching, do you remember the TV show 30-something? Uh, yes. Do I? The American one. Yeah, yeah. There was like, it was 30-something. It was about these, you know, uh, three couples or two couples, Stephanie, maybe three. And... Uh, they all lived in these cool gaffs and had cool jobs. And, uh, it may, you know, when, when you watch that in, in the 80s in Athlone, it looked like, looked pretty good, Mike. It looked pretty yeah. good. There was a really annoying red-haired guy in it. Yeah, the red-haired guy. And then, actually, I think the main character's name was Michael. Oh. And he was really <clears throat> suave. You know, he had great hair and uh, cool job. And then the red-haired guy was worked, you know, I think there were, business, there were partners in the firm or something. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, didn't they try to reboot that fifty something or sixty something? Then I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they did. I and think it was they a might flop. <laughs> because we weren't as like we had moved on. They weren't trying to sell like this glamorous lifestyle to people in in Ireland in the eighties. Although maybe yeah. it probably did quite well in America as well. But um, yeah, so that's where it all came from. Anyway, you should. I, I was disappointed that you called that dog Rusty and not like Steve or something. No, well, Rusty came with the name Rusty. Okay. Yeah, Rusty was the longest living dog in the pound when we went there. I asked that stupid question. Which dog has been here the longest? That one over there. That skanky red piece of shit over there that just looks like a skeleton with big ears. Yeah, that one there. I thought, oh, okay, well, we'll have him then. Ah, that was nice. He felt bad. Yeah, and he and he only had kennel stress. So the second we got him out, he was just he put on weight and sort of the most biddable dog ever on the planet. You could just you could tell him to sit down, sort of right to left, left to right, roll round, do whatever. He would just do it. No way. Yeah, yeah. There's there's animals that are special in your life, and Charlie is obviously special in your life because he he's your first dog, is he? He's the first dog. We had a dog for a while that um when. When Finn came along, he had to go somewhere else for to live. He still lives in Newbridge uh, with another oh, right. family, but uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. We. He was a bit of a mad dog, and we weren't very comfortable <laughs> with having him in the house with the baby. And yeah. uh, so he he went to live with a family that had all gr- grown up children, and uh, he's still going, still going strong, still as mad as ever. It was a do- the type of dog that would like. We had to get our. We had wooden floors in the kitchen, and we. Like we're not probably the like we, I'm blaming the dog. It was probably our fault, but he he never got quite got the hang of weeing outside, you know. Oh yeah, fuck that. So he weed. We basically had to get the whole all of the wooden floor removed and replaced after we after uh, we got after oh, that dog God. moved to live with another family. But he he chewed the skirting board and the table legs and and we just and in fairness to the dog, we were busy and we didn't have time to get him trained properly and. I mean, I used to bring him out for a walk every day, but he he obviously had much more energy than we had, yeah. uh, and he was only a little fella as well. So we thought he'd be perfect. But uh, but Charlie's our first dog um, that has been with us like for you know you can't, it's funny because you 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 worry about you know him dying and stuff. It's it, I, yeah. I I I'd be honest now. I would have been one of those people that didn't understand how other people would get upset if their dog or cat died. You know. Oh yeah, it's heart wrenching. Mm. You keep seeing them when they don't. You know, you look over and you think, "Oh," because I had a cat as well, Paddy the cat. Oh, Paddy, Paddy, <laughs> Paddy, Paddy and Dave. 
Paddy, Ollie, Dave, uh, yeah, Coco as well. Um, not forget to Skink, Skink, Skinky Skank Cat was the other one. Uh, I never, I can't, Lucy was her name, but she was Skink. Um, yeah, but, but lots of animals, and they do mean an awful lot to you, you know, and you can't underestimate people's sort of love of their animals. It's quite a nice. Yeah. I feel sad now, Mike. Um, what's the story with, are you, are you still anxious about going back to work or has there been any more yes. movement on that front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, you know, I got a call sort of, listen, how are you fixed kind of thing. And it's like, oh, fucking hell. Um, and, it, and as I said last week, it's not because I don't want to do it. It's just because I don't actually want to do it. If you know what I mean? It's not, it's not the job. It's the being asked to get back into sort of uniform and driving and being somewhere at somebody else's beck and call and doing things and looking at rosters and turning up to meetings and all that sort of stuff, mm. which we've all dodged a bullet. Well, actually, we haven't all dodged a bullet. There's a lot of people that have just worked through this. Yeah. And I started feeling anxious for them as well the other day. I think my anxiety is based on everybody else, not myself. Yeah, there's something about everybody going back to the way it was. And I I would definitely feel uncomfortable with going back to the way it was. I think we need to, I, I would, I would feel sad if we didn't as a society and as, you know, forget about the government because, you know, they, they can only control what, what we want basically as a society. Mm. Um, I, I would be sad if we went back to the way it was that like, crazy commute the really busy m50 the uh, and even i suppose like you were carpooling and stuff like that and you yeah. you're you're still gonna have to travel to work that's the unfortunate thing about your job but maybe maybe you don't have to be at a meeting maybe that can happen on the computer you know yeah but you you, you we can't carpool at the moment either um, of course yeah uh, and that was fun you know meeting people or not meeting people and forgetting people and uh you know that the, the sort of you know I left a fellow one day. <laughs> oh, like he, past him. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I drove past him at six o'clock. He walked about two hundred yards from his house to be at a cross to make it easier for me to pick him up, and I fucking drove right past him. I thought, lazy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to down by Spanish Point where I where I meet another few lads, and, I, and they all get in the car and they go, "Where's Petey?" I'm going, "What do you mean, where's Petey?" You said you'd pick him up. It's like, oh, fuck. So I rang Petey. It was dark. It was a winter's morning. Rang Petey. And I said, Petey, I'm really sorry. I, I I forgot to. You drove past me. You fu-. And as he said, you fuck. Oh, it was a beep, 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 beep. And the light from his phone had dazzled him. And he fell into a ditch. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I waited and waited for him at work. I was really nervous that he was going to come in and hit me or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I waited and waited in the car park to see if, if he turned up. He came in and he was brushing shit off. His... <laughs> fucker. You fucker. I never fucking texted you for a lift again. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That would be me. That would be yeah. me. I would forget to collect people. Um, but yeah, hopefully we won't get back to exactly the way it was. It was too... I, I, like... I, I and I, th- I think I spoke to um, Amy a little bit about this. 
like there was too much going on. Like every weekend we had to do, we were doing something or we were going somewhere or we were meeting people or we were visiting people or we were, you know, going away for the weekend. And we were always like trying to fill everything up every minute, every hour. And I really don't want to go, go back to that, you know? No. And I think we, you know, I'm, I'm actually anxious about, um, they're saying, well, have a little bit of a staycation. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at booking B&Bs now or Airbnbs in Kilkenny or Kildare or anywhere else. I just want to stay at home, thanks. Mm. When I'm not working, I want to be at home now. I've kind of got used to it. I like my life. I don't feel the need to go away. And the thought of going to an airport, fucking hell. Yeah. You know, even when restrictions are lifted and it's back to normal, which I don't know whether it ever will be or not, but just the hassle of doing that and traveling but i miss beaches i miss i miss hot beaches i miss you know sitting by a sitting by a pool in the in in the heat yeah yeah not really a pooly person but i do like you know i do like a, a sort of a beach and a beer on the beach or maybe somebody walking around with fresh sliced pineapples that type of thing mm, that's and good that sounds quick, good yeah quick little massage yeah mm. <laughs> happy finish no no, no not in public no. not in public not on the beach um i uh, i got up this morning because it was beautiful and i went for a walk on the curra and i i do that a lot but a friend of mine joe had mentioned on his twitter a, 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 a an audiobook about the curra Oh, so yes, he, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So he went for, he was walking on the car, lovely day, and listened to the audiobook. So I did that very thing this morning, got up early, left the house before anyone else was awake. And I was out walking on the car, listening to that audiobook. And it's on Spotify. It's free. Um, hey, what's it called? But, but uh, it's called um, Banger Christian Heritage Trail Audiobook. No, it's, um, there's obviously a series of them. <laughs> Discover this. Just wrote that down. Discover the did you? <laughs> sorry. Discover the stories of Ireland. Uh, it's called the story of the Curra of Kildare. All right. So it's an audio book, but there seems to be a series of them. Uh, Discover the stories of Ireland. See all episodes. So you've got uh, the Curra of Kildare. You've got uh, Ballyhanna stories from the grave audiobook. Donna Rail Park Audio Guide, Loop Head, that's near you, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Loop Head Audio Guide, Viking Settlement in Woodstown, uh, Waterford Audiobook, Boyne Valley oh. Audio Guide, which is interesting because the Boyne Valley was mentioned in the Curra because of a, 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 a battle that took place. Um, yeah, there's all these uh, different. So if you're out walking in, in, in a particular area, you can go on to Spotify, Carlingford Heritage Trail. Uh, there's all these audiobooks. Medieval Kilkenny tour. I'm definitely oh, doing that when things open yeah. up. You all right? Yeah, no, no, no. I was just thinking I, I went to Kilkenny. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Leash Leash Monastic Trail audio guide. Like, so you've got all these audio guides and it would definitely make your uh, your walk around wherever you are a lot more interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely. Highly recommended. And it's funny because I, when I woke up this morning, I looked at Twitter and I'd seen you'd been out on the Curra and all these pictures of sort of bright blue sky or bright sun and blue skies and sort of stuff. And I just thought to myself, there's a man who's going back to work because I used to do that sort of stuff when I was um, in school. 
the last week of my summer holidays, I would literally get up at dawn and not go to bed till like two o'clock in the morning because I wanted every minute of my freedom before I headed back to school. Yeah, so subconsciously, that's m- must be what I'm doing. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm going to make the most of this. And also because all of the things that I was doing, like making cards or designing things or whatever, like all that has kind of stopped. Because mm. I don't, I won't have time to do that in the future. So just everything's kind of ground to a halt. So where I did think like I was just living my best life, not really doing much, I was actually very busy. <laughs> like hugely busy all yeah. the time and now i'm just like oh wow just, this is nice i actually i actually have some time off yeah and take it treat it like a holiday yeah have your holiday now i don't know what your time scale is for when you uh well i have been... a de- i definitely have a week anyway but okay. i have to, I, and i'm gonna i'm gonna treat it like a holiday except we have to go to woody straight after this and get bags of stones for the front driveway yeah. But but I did say to my wife, I said, I, I'm I said after my podcast, I'm yours. I'll do whatever you want. Oh, so, nice one. Yeah. She sort of sort of she's still, a load of sort of uniforms and stuff. <laughs> she's still looking at me. She's like, oh, but like no, I wasn't. I didn't mean it in a sexual way. Oh. Um so basically when when I tell her that I'll do whatever she wants, it's usually like power holes, yeah, buy stones for the gravel area bit of gardening and that's what gets that's what gets her excited yeah and that's that's pretty much a sentence you're never going to hear from your wife is it no after the podcast do with me what you want yeah that's never they're never going to utter that sort of thing because there'd be yeah there'd be all sorts of fucking hospital appointments <laughs> no but you know the way if, like if i said to me i'll do whatever like whatever you want after you know i'm yours for the afternoon mm. whatever you want we'll do it you know and it could be like we might need to do shopping or the bins or whatever it is, you know, things that I should just be able to think of myself of doing, but I don't. But imagine if she said that to me, she'd be mm. like, whatever you want, I'm available to do it. I'd be like, um, uh, okay. Yeah, I can't, can't can think, we just call the guys? Can't think of anything right now. Um, because I don't want to say what I'm actually thinking. We could yeah. do it for the afternoon, you know? No, so, no, no. Oh, no, I'm grand. Can't think of anything right now. You definitely don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no. <laughs> But I had a great idea, Mike. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna put go it out. I'm gonna put it out on the podcast. I should probably keep it to myself and give it to somebody privately. So maybe after I say this, you can advise me whether I need to edit this out or not. Okay. So the current is beautiful, and I, I put up photographs all the time, and it's just this big green flat expanse, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much history there. Everybody, like from Dan Donnelly, uh, he he fought an English guy in in a place called now called Donnelly's Hollow. Braveheart was filmed there. You've got uh, there's um, there was a there was an execution of uh, rebels in seventeen something I can't I don't know the exact details but there's all this like there's 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 loads of historical burial sites there's uh, you know the story of Saint Bridget and all that kind of stuff and it's all on the Curra and it's quite a big area right. but I was thinking if you could get you know pretty decent scooters electric scooters maybe about, you know, seven of them, maybe 10. I don't know. I haven't really thought it through. Some helmets. Oh, yeah. And you could do little scooter guided tours of the Curra. That is a great idea. Now, I'm seeing the negatives. Yeah, go on. In, in, Good. in, the, in, the, in the tours in, so far is that you've 
ever so slightly limited your demographic um, to people between the ages of, I'm going to say, below 30. You don't think older people would go on a scooter? No fucking way would you get me on one of those things. I'd be just thinking about which limb I'm going to break. It's for the same reason I wouldn't go skiing. You know, a helmet's great, but, uh, you know, my wrists... I just, you would I just, go on a scooter. You would. You'd, you'd get, no, you'd... I wouldn't. No. Rather eat my own feces than go on a scooter. <laughs> okay, cycling tour. Definitely. Okay. Um, or even um, a, what you call it, a tuk-tuk tour. Yeah, but then like it's tuk-tuk and it's like bad, you know, it's lawnmower engines going around the gaff. People, no, that would piss people electric, off. You can get electric tuk-tuks. You think so? But then, yeah, then, you, need, but then you need a driver for each tuk-tuk. Yeah, but you can get like a little train. Yeah, a train of tuk-tuks going around the car. Choo-choo, Puff and Billy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with the scooter. I'm just yeah. not, I'm just not, it's not going to, I just, you'd never sign up for it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be more adventurous people than me. It'd be a family kind of gig. Yeah. Because when we're on holidays, when we're on holidays, that's the type of thing we look out for is like some sort of tour on scooters or, you know, segways or whatever. Yeah, segways are probably better. I don't know, though. I, I, you know, those sort of things, they fill me with fear. Of constant fear of, like, breaking my ankles on my... Anything, actually, my head. Dying, I think, is my fear. Uh, I, I think you need, to, you need to get a scooter and go up and down your road until you overcome that fear, and then you feel better. No. Because <laughs> um, the potholes and everything, you, you fuck, it'd be a nightmare. People would be suing you left, right, and... <laughs> You're like a trail of destruction and dead bodies behind you. And you turn around for your crescendo at the end. And this is where the Battle of the Boyne was. <laughs> dead people being run over by cars. So get off the road, you fucking scooters. Never children. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought it was a brilliant idea. It's definitely a good idea. Guided, I think guided walking tours you can't go wrong with. Um, you know... And if they're wheelchair accessible and stuff, that's what you should be going for. It's too far, though. It's too far to walk. Like, it's a big area. You know what I mean? It's all right if you're doing a walking tour of Kilkenny City or something. Or, you know, if you're doing, like, you know, the, the tours that you do. It's a very specific area. Like, the curve is yeah, too vast. No, but you can. No, 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 no. I you could walk up a hill, couldn't you? And then point at things. And, yeah, and over could, there. You could do a day's walk. Cause a lot of people are into a bit of rambling, you know. Okay. And would do 20 miles a day. Okay. Um, and you could do a route, you could do a sort of a red route on a Monday, which is the long one, and then a blue route on a Tuesday, which is like a two kilometer one. And, uh, you know, it'll give you a rest, the guide as well. Um, and you could sort of, you know, you could go to various places and hit sweet spots along the way. And maybe a minibus drops you somewhere and then you get back or you all meet at a train station. So it's kind mm. of and then go go off on your walk. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to engineer around it. But walking and sort of. Uh, yeah, wheelchair accessible or or even long golf buggy type of thing where you can have six people or seven people on the back of it. It's mm. a good idea. Okay, maybe. And they're they're environmentally friendly as well. You know, you got electric buggy. Okay, okay, all right, maybe. I just yeah. thought I, I won't have time to do any of this, so we'll just leave it. At, we, we leave it out there for someone to sort. Unless you you wouldn't consider moving to Newbridge and doing it yourself, would you? It'd be too expensive to live in Newbridge, I'd say. Um, there's no houses for sale anywhere yeah it's a good point you'd have to build one you'd have to just move into the hole in the car dig out a 
trench. There's a few trenches there you could dig out. They're still there from the training for the war, for the World War One. Um, what's the, I was just thinking about you doing tours of uh, on uh, electric scooters and people just going over the cliff. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, where we do stuff, you can't get over. You can't okay. get anywhere near the edge. So, okay, good, uh, yeah. good, 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 yeah. good. That's that's great. Any any plans for the week? Any news? People and, not to hop it. Any news? I uh, we haven't touched on. No. Um, I think we've had a fairly boring sort of uh, week ahead of us. Um, I'm just, just kind of like, I'm just not feeling it, you know? I don't, yeah. don't want to write. I don't want to do anything. Um, I've got my writing class this week, and I've got to come up with something for that. And I'm supposed to be writing every day, and I haven't done that. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But I think the class is good because it gives you, you know, gives you deadlines are good, you know? They are. Oh, God, gee, I'll be blind panic here Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> to get some shit together, you know? You just don't um, go on the lash between now and Tuesday. No, I won't. I will try not to. Um, that was actually it was actually something I was thinking about. I was thinking, what? I don't want to go. That was the other thing I, I was thinking about, you know, lockdown being over and all that. I was like, I don't want to go back to, you know, just drinking and stuff. I want to, I you know, it's, 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 it's like I'm nervous of myself. Yeah, and it was interesting the language you used actually uh, about that. You said it to somebody. Um, oh God, I don't know who you were talking to, but it was like um, if I go back into sort of the real world, um, you know, I'm going to have to stop giving up. I don't want to have to stop giving up drink, is what you said. <laughs> and I immediately <laughs> thought to myself, well, that's surely it's easier to just keeping stopped than actually starting something you know what i mean yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. think of it in terms of like you know i'm not running at the moment um so i don't have to run you know i'm gonna have to run when i go back to work or something it, you know you know what i mean it's just yeah, like you're not yeah, drinking, yeah, yeah. so you don't have to drink <laughs> to work i just thought fucking hell you'd be on the train on the way into town with a bottle of carbon <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> i knew this would happen fuck you <laughs> Shut yeah. up! I'll drink it. It's so difficult to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, it's but, you, yeah, you're gonna have to stop yourself. That's the problem. Yeah, but there's a thing in the, one of the books I read. Um, uh, we are the lucky ones. It's a, it's a it's a story of a girl, you know, her life of 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 drinking and then giving up drinks, sobriety and mm. all that kind of stuff. And she talks about. Uh, I don't know if I told you. She she talks. She uses getting on the train as a metaphor for. Oh getting into getting it into your head that you're going to have a drink like so say for instance like if the sun is out and you're going oh my god it's sunshine let's have a barbecue let's do the mm. let's invite some people over you're on the train you've gotten on the train oh yeah it's all and those it's, little memories that are triggered and and then it's much harder to not have the drink so she would always say like for you know the first year of sobriety don't get on the train yeah don't look Life. out don't look out and say, let's have a barbecue. Let's have people around. Don't get the train into town to go to a gig. Don't, you know, physically and metaphorically get on the train. That is good advice. Mm. I'm because, not going to get on the train. Because sometimes, what was I listening to the other day? And I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. And it was just basically people talking about getting drunk and we uh, <laughs> do a drinking tour of the Cura on, <laughs> on electric scooters, <laughs> cans and scooters, cans and scooters on the Cura, 12 o'clock Saturday. Oh, man. Scooters. Yeah, scans. 
Yeah, that, that makes it more attractive now. Yeah, yeah. Like a, if you had a couple of cans and you'd be fine on the scooter then. Or just some cocktails hanging off the front handlebars with some long straws. Or one of those, um, have you seen those uh, petty buses? They're, you'd see them, you'd mostly see them in cities like, you know, I'd, I'd imagine Edinburgh, Dublin, uh, Liverpool. You, you, it's their first stags and hens. Everybody sits on this. It's like a bicycle contraption, but there's a bar down the middle. Oh, yes. And you pedal. Yeah, yeah, there's someone yeah, yeah. someone up front driving it, and then everyone pedals to help power it. So when you're up a hill, everyone's like pedaling like mad. And then there's a tap with a guy serving beer in the middle as well. <laughs> that's that's what you want. That's the petty bus tour of the Curra. The Curra. Now, yeah. now, it's, now, don't mention, yeah, edit that bit out because we'll leave that. <laughs> that's, now that's the... That's the business idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, man, I have to go and buy stones, so um, okay. I have to love you and leave you. So you're gonna get stoned. So we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this anyway. Okay. Yeah, that we, sounds good. We're gonna keep doing this podcast. That could be, our one hundred podcast might be our last, Mike. You know, it could well be. Yeah. What could you imagine? We're gonna say we need to take requests. Any OGs listening need to start sending emails in now. To see whether they want us to keep going or not. Yeah. That's really a really dangerous thing to say. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. if we get no correspondence <laughs> at all. Shit. Have you had much correspondence recently? Yeah, I get the odd email. Um, yeah. And some of them people like don't want me to read them out. Some people... Uh, let me just... I actually got one about... Um, I get people who who have a good who have a story and would like to be on the podcast. Oh, a good bit, yeah. So I kind of so there's a bit of back and forth, and um, yeah. So I'm hoping I still have time. Jeez, I don't know. Maybe we could do a three way and get them to have a. We could have a little bit of a chat. Then we mm. could. They want to do a bit of a chat, and then yeah. we could a three way. We could do the Graham Norton red chair, a virtual zoomy one. Yeah, just get people on, and t- they have to tell their story, and then we just. Cut them off. I get charity to unplug the computer if their story is shit. <laughs> anyway, listen, we, we've lots to think. If, if, how many? We're, we're five episodes away from possibly our last episode, the 100 episode. So we have to put wow. our thinking caps on. If anybody wants to suggest anything or come on or wants us to tell us to keep going, get in touch. KeithWalshPod at gmail.com. Please do. Mad. All right, Mike. It's the only thing in my life. What did you do during lockdown? We made a hundred podcasts, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I, I hold that up as something because I, I often think to myself, I didn't achieve anything during lockdown, but massive achievement for yeah. you more than, you know. No, totally. But for you as well, it's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you have been part of at least 30 podcasts. Yeah. At least. That's a book. You wrote a book, Mike. Listen back to all the podcasts, take all your stories out, then write your book, and then you're laughing. You won't have to work anymore. That's it. But she wants some overarching sort of thing to put everything together. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. I want a book that's unique, which is probably what I should do. Just have a unique book. Yeah, but there could be an overarching thing like, uh, you know. Yeah. um, You could decide to... Yeah, I don't know. I'd it could like be to see you're as flummoxed as I am. Yeah, could, I was trying to think it could be a guide to life in your fifties or so. You know how to how to uh, how to enjoy your fifties by a man who doesn't know how to enjoy your fifties. Been there, done that. Bought the t-shirt. 
Yeah, but I don't want to give people advice, you know. Oh, you, you're a guide. You work oh. as a guide. Oh, yeah. So I could be a tour. It could, it could be, be a tour, tour guide. guide to fucking life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Fucking hell. Why didn't I speak to you during a week? Well, you, you have it now. I know. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Excellent. Right. I'm going to go and write something. All right. Do it. All yeah, right, man. Yeah. Okay. Miss you. See you. I'm going to do it on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> have a few cans first. Good luck. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye. I forgot to record. Fuck. That's it. That's it for uh, me and Mike having a chat. Uh, I think we covered everything there. Dave the cat. Rusty the dog. My big business idea, which I think is a definite goer. Uh, don't get on that train if you're not drinking. Uh, actually, if you don't, if you're, if you're, if you've given up drink recently, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, KeithWalshPod at gmail.com. Tell us your stories, your findings. Um, if you gave it up for a while and then went back drinking and, you know, you're happy enough, I'd love to hear from you. The Petty Bus, the future of the podcast, Mike's great book idea, plus uh, his young fella Jimmy's hospital appointment with his extra little bone. Uh, it's gone now. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of, I think we got everything. We covered a lot of ground. It's good. It's a good episode. Um, and I think, like the like a lot of us, Mike and probably I was too up until up until now I'm over it. But you know, there's a lot of anxiety around getting back to normal and going back to work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's it's understandable, and I think Mike was feeling it, and he didn't you know he didn't want to bring people he didn't want to bring anyone down, so he kind of kept it to himself. But I think I'll get him to talk about it next Saturday. The truth, I'll say, Mike, we want the truth. Because uh, nobody's saying they don't like their job. Nobody's saying they don't like their colleagues. Nobody's saying any of that kind of stuff. It's just getting, it's just the thoughts of getting back to it and also just losing kind of what you had. And if everything, if you're enjoying being at home, because not everybody, every, there's lots of people looking forward to getting back to work. But it's it's kind of the worry of losing what you built up, what you created, the different life, you know, is everything's going to go back to the way it was, going to go back commuting three hours every day because when I was working you know if I, if I was on the radio I was you know, an hour to an hour and a half up and back it's three hours every day just in the car and uh, it, with this new job I'll be able to get the train and just cycle and uh, get myself an old fold up bike Bob's your uncle Fanny's your fold up bike Anyway, uh, i got to get this uh, podcast up and running and out there for people to listen to. If you enjoy the podcast, do uh, tell your friends about it. Do subscribe. Do, uh, you can click on the um, supporters link in the description of the podcast and send us a few quid if you so wish. No pressure. This is for free. But if you if you like it and you want to send us a few quid, that would be great as well. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be spent on something good. Uh, hopefully we'll get that cartoon made at some stage. And... Um, what else? There's nothing else really. Thanks to Acast as always for their support. Thanks to you guys for listening. Um, as a, as we were saying, like we're we're, we're talking, thinking that maybe a hundred might be the last, might be a good time to sort of wrap it up, or should we keep going? Let us know your thoughts. Thanks very much. Have a good evening. Uh, we'll keep doing this for as long as we can. I think that's my sign off now.
But then if it's my sign off, I should finish on that and just say, and just go, okay, bye. We'll keep doing this for as long as we can. And then st I should just stop, but you see, I just have to keep going. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.